Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for Friday, November 4th, as the Flyers will be back in action tomorrow in Ottawa to take on the Senators and their first time playing against Claude Giroux since his trade at the deadline last year to the Florida Panthers. Didn't play Florida in the remainder of that regular season. Haven't played against them this year. They'll see him twice in one week. Tomorrow in Ottawa, and then a week from tomorrow in Philadelphia, a matinee 1 o'clock game as Claude Giroux will make his first return to Philadelphia. Claude Giroux uh, having a pretty good season for the Ottawa Senators at taping of last night. It was actually during their game last night against Vegas. Giroux on the season, nine games played, three goals, four assists, and seven points, and 16.33 of average ice time. So we'll see the captain coming up, uh, the former captain, I should say, coming up uh, tomorrow in Ottawa, and then a week from tomorrow in Philadelphia. So for this episode, I wanted to take the temperature of Flyers Twitter once again. You know, I love doing that. Uh, And I put out this tweet. I said, for tomorrow's Flyers Daily, give me one positive on the season, one negative on the season thus far, and one question. And we'll get to them for tomorrow's episode. So let's get to some of them now. Jay Sesquela tweets in and says, positive, Carter Hart. Jay, totally agree. I think we're going to see that positive quite a few times. He's not only been good, he's been spectacular. He hasn't been perfect. He's let in some bad goals, goals that he'll, he'll think he should have saved, and some that I may agree on, but he's battled, and he's been really, really good. Uh, negative, Morgan Frost seems to not be able to combine production and solid two-way play at the same time. It's an interesting negative. Of course, he was scratched last game, healthy scratched, as John Tortorella moved Tanner Lasinski into the lineup, going to get fresh legs in the lineup on a back-to-back, uh, but he opted to take Frost out, which I was a little surprised at. For a team that doesn't have a ton of skilled talent, high-end skilled talent, Morgan Frost does have that, even though the production has not been there. So I was a little surprised that that was the player he decided to take out of the lineup. And um, we'll see how Morgan now reacts to this. And he said his question was, how realistic is hoping Couturier returns at even 85 to 90% of what he was? Oh, that's such a hard question. I don't know. I don't know, Jay. Because I, I don't know going forward how much he's going to bounce back from the surgery just to be able to play hockey again. And is he ever going to be able to be that player again? I don't know. I really don't. I don't know if the back revision surgery corrected everything and he's going to have a seamless rehab on his way back to the ice and then be able to get his body and his game back to where it was, which was a really high level a couple years ago. So that's a really tough question. It's it's maybe a question that I can't answer, but it's a question that we all have. Chris Fiore tweeted in and said, positive is Carter Hart's play. Totally agree. We're going to see that again. Uh, The negative, too many points are hurting the Bedard chances. Okay, well, it's really early in the season. They started out the first eight games the last two years prior to this one with the same exact record, and they finished where they finished. Um, Plus, tanking is absurd. It doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't get you any closer to Bedard. It's still, even with the worst record in the league, the worst record in the league, you have an 18% chance. Uh, His question is, when guys start to get healthy, do we lose Sedlak or Bellows to waivers? Uh, 
depends if they try to push those guys down. I, I think Sedlak has been very good on that fourth line. Is that sustainable? I don't know. John Tortorella said the biggest question mark he had about Lucas Sedlak before he got here was, can he still get there? Can he still skate? He said it looks like so far, yeah, he can still skate and play in this league. So, uh, you know, obviously the Flyers claimed him off waivers from Colorado, and they claimed Bellows off waivers. And we have to see what Bellows does. If Bellows is not impressive or nondescript in his time with the Flyers and gets put on waivers, maybe he doesn't get picked up. I mean, he's still a pretty young player that was a first-round pick, so there's probably a decent chance, but we'll see um, if either of those guys do. But, you know, when guys start to get healthy, who who's going to get healthy at this point? Couturier is out three to four months. We don't know the timeline on Atkinson right now other than it's open-ended. So, I mean, it, it's really tough. I guess JVR coming back in about five and a half weeks, five weeks, uh, that could push somebody out of the lineup, but it shouldn't push, I don't think, either Sedlak or Bellows off the lineup. Uh, JB3, J Baraldi 11 says, his positive, TK seems back. Agreed. I think he's been playing at a higher level and a higher intensity, doing things harder. He's harder on pucks. He's skating faster in all situations. He's just being a more diligent and mature hockey player. He said his negative is Kutz's back. Yeah, that's a huge negative. And his question, how long can Hart keep carrying the entire team on his back? That's that's a question I don't know. You know, eventually your goaltending cannot have to put you, you know, play this great all year to keep you in games. They just because it won't sustain. It's impossible. But I don't know how how long Carter can do it. He has been unbelievable so far in some pretty heavy workloads. Uh, he's bounced back from games. You know, he had the game against Carolina where he gave up the four goals that they lost 4-3 in overtime. And then he bounced back and had a shutout through regulation and with a minute left in overtime, gave up the only goal of the game. So I don't know how much longer uh, he can do it, but it's one of the really positive storylines is the way he's played and handled all kinds of different situations so far this year. Dawn Wilno tweets in and says her positive resilience and effort. Totally agree. Uh, negative lack of scoring talent. Yeah. Well, there is definitely a lack of talent that can bury. There's no super high end scorers here. Connecting is a guy can shoot the puck and can score uh, potential 30 goal guy. There's no potential 40, 45 goal player on this team. Although I have liked what I've seen out of Tippett so far. Uh, her question was, uh, aside from J JVR, who do you think will not be seen as part of the plan moving forward? Boy, I, I can't make that determination yet. Um, you know, we're not even 10 games into this season. So, or we are 10 games in. Need to see more and, you know, what guys and usage, how that develops for John Tortorella. There's hard lessons right now. You know, Morgan Frost is a guy right now that's was a healthy scratch. And Tort said it's not punitive, the reason why he put him in the press box. He needs he needs more out of him. And, you know, Morgan's a guy that it's either going to work with Torts or it's not. So I don't know if how they this moves forward for Morgan. I don't know how he responds to it. I don't know how his year shakes out. But he's one of those guys that's a big question mark right now. 
Uh, Craddy Shack tweets in, positive, Carter Hart, totally agree. Negative, Coots, Atkinson, and Tossin Frost. Uh, yeah, Couturier, obviously the injury. Atkinson is another one that we didn't see coming. This was a huge curveball, and you know it looked like he was going to be ready for opening night. Now it's 10 games in, we haven't seen him. That's really concerning. And then his question was, who do you see so far as the youth who will be on this roster in the future outside of Noah Cates? Igor Zamula is one of those young guys that I see being on this roster. Also, Owen Tippett is one of the younger guys that I see being a part of this roster. I, I really like what I see out of Tippett. He hasn't played a lot yet this year. I liked what I saw last year and his, the, the way he skates and he can shoot the puck. So I think Owen Tippett's one of those guys as well. Bad Ombre Jim. His positive, Carter Hart, agreed again. Negative, injuries, absolutely. And his question, given the number of injuries this team experiences, have the geniuses in the front office considered any changes to their approach to strength and conditioning? Yeah, they've changed the entire staff. A ton has changed there. So, look, injuries happen, and a lot of this is bad luck. I know that we all want to blame somebody for all the injuries. A lot of this is just a confluence of horrific luck. I know you want to blame somebody. You want a body. You always you want to put somebody on the front porch like Ned in The Unforgiven. This is has been bad luck. Some of this stuff has happened on the ice. Some of it has happened after. It, injuries happen in professional sports. They are just in a huge deluge rut of injuries right now and bad luck. Uh, at Savlin, at Forrest Savlin tweets in and says, Lack of skill is one thing, but this team appears to get outskated by a lot of teams so far. A lack of speed is causing losses in foot races to pucks, puck possession, and ultimately a high shot volume against. Sedlak was a good upgrade, and Bellows was a downgrade. Why not target speed? And he said, and to be clear, it's obvious a speed thing since Torts and the players are obviously playing hard. Yeah, I think they are playing hard, and when they do possess the puck, I think they've played pretty fast. They're not the speediest team in the league, but I think puck possession-wise, when they have it, they do play fast, meaning they move the puck up the ice fast. Um, but why not target speed? You can, but, I mean, you also have to target what your need is. Like, Sedlak was a need at the center position. A guy that was a, and available, too. Uh, you know, I don't think they're going to make any kind of trades right now to target speed. And I think they're not really in the trade game right now either just because they want to see what they have with a lot of these players and then they can figure out who is worth being a part of a trade and who they do not want to be a part of a trade and when you see what you have you can also assess okay now what do we need uh, Dave Jolly tweets in positive the young guns he said I feel like there's some dynamic and exciting young guns TK Cates and Wade just for starters and he said of course hard as well Negative, so much money on the injury list and they're not getting healed. That's a huge thing. He said, who's going to be elite? I think Wade or Tipper. Well, I don't think either of those guys are going to be elite. Um, Wade Allison's more of a third-line grinder. Um, Tippett, it, to me, is a guy that's a probably a top-six winger, but a guy that can really shoot the puck and he can move. I'm really intrigued by Tippett. I don't think either of them are going to be elite, though. I don't think that's... I think uh, maybe we think of the word elite differently. I'm not sure. Spider, 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 28. Great Twitter handle. Says positive. 
D'Angelo looking like the best add to the blue line that they've made in years. He has, uh, Tony D'Angelo's look pretty darn good. I will give you that. Uh, he said the negative, the injury situation. Tell me if you've heard that one before. And then his question is, do you see Tortorella or the front office making any significant roster adjustments midseason, trade slash signings, et cetera? Um, yeah, I mean, maybe when you get to that midseason point and the record's kind of shaking the way it's shaking, we could see some some moves start to be made. Um, might be around af- right after Christmas and obviously up until the trade deadline. Uh, but I'm not sure how significant they would be of high volume moves or of massive significance because, you know, big hockey trades are usually made in the offseason more than they're made at the deadline. You can get more teams involved, more players involved uh, in an offseason. Uh, last one comes from David Davis. He says, positive is Carter Hart, negative has been Morgan Frost. And the question is, do you think Cam Atkinson will play this year? It's, an, it's just a question I can't answer. I don't know. I don't know the extent of the injury. I don't know if he's miles away from getting back on the ice. I don't. I hope he plays because it's a huge loss. Because he's a guy that's played for torts before. He's a guy that's a good leader, can help young guys. He's still a good player. So I'm not sure. I, I really hope that he does, though. I lied. One more. John Morrison. Says the positive, Tony D'Angelo has been quite good, more physical than I was expecting. Also, Tippett looks frisky. Agreed on both. Negative, getting getting completely caved in in chances and shots. Most lines are chasing the play. The record isn't indicative of the quality. And then the question is, who gets traded after the wheels come off? Uh, that depends. That depends on how guys perform, how guys adjust, and how guys conform to what John Tortorella wants them to do. I mean, obvious guys are is a guy like James Van Riemsdyk who's in the final year of a deal. Once he gets back and gets healthy, and if he proves that he's healthy and playing well, he's a guy that could be moved at the deadline for sure. And, and there's probably others, but uh, we don't know who they are at this point. Premature to say, only 10 games in. Uh, great positives, great negatives. Wish there wasn't them, but there is. And great questions. So, everybody, thanks for listening. Tomorrow, we'll preview Flyers Sends on a brand new edition of Flyers Daily. Thanks for listening.